You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Panther Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Nick Fairbuy. I write about Pitt for Pittsburgh Sports Now. I work at WPTS Sports as a broadcaster and a production assistant at ACC Network. Now today, we're going to preview New Hampshire, finally getting to an FCS-ranked team that Pitt's going to have to face, the number 21 New Hampshire football team, 22, depending on what poll you look at for the FCS. They have a few different polls down there. We'll preview what they bring, what I want to see, the keys to the game, and my prediction for this game for the Panthers. All that and more coming up here on Locked on Pit. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast. We're going to preview what New Hampshire brings to the table for Pitt and what they need to watch for. But before we do that, there is no better place to get all your ACC conference news than the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. Follow the Locked On ACC podcast on the Audacity app or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to check that out. Great stuff over there on Locked On ACC. But let's talk about Pitt here and what they're walking into with this New Hampshire team. So they're walking into an undefeated 3-0 team. Number 21 team in the FCS. They have two conference wins. So just some basic stuff about New Hampshire. Basic stuff. Their quarterback in Brett Edwards is a, is a true sophomore. And with Edwards, he's an interesting type of quarterback. So seven interceptions, no picks. So you want to talk about those interceptions that Randy Bates is, is calling for. Edwards so far has not been sloppy. He's been very clean, in fact, actually. So, with no picks through three games, all is good. All is well for the Wildcats. And another thing with New Hampshire and Brett Edwards, specifically, is the guy can really run. The the UNH O-line is, you know, okay... It's not great, and Edwards is a guy that does do a nice job of getting outside of the pocket, making nice throws, and extending the play. That's kind of what his stuff is, and Pitt hasn't really faced a dude that does that a ton this year yet. You know, Ellaby could do that, but he was more of a rhythm guy. Hendon Hooker was more of a guy that would just run it and tuck it and, and go. Milton wasn't like that, and neither was Little, so... Brett Edwards is a different type of quarterback. He's a mobile guy. But, you know, he, while he's mobile, he might not be the most dangerous football player on the ground, right? I mean, he's not. He's only rushed the ball ten times in three games. And, and the rushing attack overall isn't super impressive. Now, Carlos Washington Jr. and Dylan Lobb are, are, are two guys that have combined for almost 500 yards rushing so far this year. But that's not really the crux. 3.9 yards per carry, nothing great, but 
it's solid enough, but you know, this offense doesn't do a lot in the way of explosive plays anyways. They have a 64-yarder, but outside of that, this is not a team that really does throw the football down the field. So, when you look at that, and, and quite honestly, when you look at that, it, it's something that j- is just a scramble drill thing, and they try to make it happen outside of that. There are obviously things that happen in structure, but New Hampshire's not a team that, that's going to throw the football deep down the field, but they can be efficient, and they can be a team that can distribute the ball around well. And Brett Edwards does that well. So this is the crux of the offense. It's really Brett Edwards and his escapability in things to make and ability to make things happen, right? And and you know, Brian Espinette has caught two touchdowns against Lafayette. He has four touchdowns on the year. He's a guy to watch for sure. Six three, bigger dude. Went over a hundred yards against Stony Brook, had six for eight for fifty-seven and two TDs against Lafayette. He's their best guy. Sean Coyne's another guy to watch. 5'11", kind of their quick guy. He had a 100-yard game against Townsend. So they have a few guys to look out for. But it's not a superstar offense. This offense is averaging 24 points per game. It's not an offense that you're, you know, so scared of. The defense, very impressive, though. The defense has really played well for them. And I think that's... Something that you look at, allowing only 13 points to Lafayette. This is a team that can that can cause some trouble in that regard. The defense is not one that is to be sneezed at. They only allowed a f- two field goals. They forced two turnovers. Only 41 yards rushing for Lafayette and only 233 total yards. Lafayette's touchdown came on an opening kickoff touchdown. And, and really, they, they are actually, I think one of the most impressive players is Noah Stansberry, who is a freshman safety. And this, and this is a dude that is a playmaker. He's about 6'2". The guy can make plays. He's made plays already and he's getting out there. So this is a this is a, a defense that has swarmed to the ball and has been overall pretty solid. So keep an eye out for this Northwest this New Hampshire defense because New Hampshire's defense has proven to be solid. Now our, this is not a, a an all-world team that Pitt should lose to. Again, Pitt's proven that they can be explosive and that should continue against New Hampshire because it is New Hampshire. So this is not, just to say this, yes, this has the opportunity and potential to be troublesome if there were to be trap elements to this game. But, unbelievably so, they should absolutely be able to just hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. There should be no qualms. Kenny Pickett should be playing well against this defense. And frankly, the defense should be playing well against this offense. But there are points of emphasis that you have to look at that could be potential downfalls. But this is no Western Michigan. They don't have a Caleb Ellaby. They don't have a Sky Moore. They don't have a Court Crooms, right? So this is a team that you should beat as long as you play well 
and play fundamental football, which might be, <laughs> to be fair, sometimes that is a little bit tough to ask of the Panthers. All right, now I want to talk about keys to the game, kind of the matchups I'm looking at for the Panthers in order to really put this game away early. But first, I want to bring up to you guys rockauto.com. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your own local chain auto parts store to store all the parts that you want. So if you don't want to endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, go to rockauto.com. You have the computer with the access to rockauto.com at home, and it's in your pocket as well through your phone. You can save time, money, expenses, all of that with rockauto.com. It's reliably low prices for every customer. They have everything you want from lamps to motor oil to carpets to brake parts and more. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Alright folks, let's talk about these key matchups and keys to the game again. Pitt should win this football game. It's an FCS opponent. I don't care if they're ranked or not unless this is North Dakota State or one of those Blue Bloods. And New Hampshire is not a Blue Blood. But they've been successful. But they're not a Blue Blood. You should win this football game. You should win it convincingly. If you have any hopes of winning the ACC Coastal. If you have any hopes of putting this thing back on track. Especially after a loss to Western Michigan. This thing should be back on track, right? You should be coming out mad. You should be coming out playing much more clean so in general when you look at stuff like this against a team like new hampshire you're just looking for cleanliness so keys to the game number one man oh man oh man defense you guys got to play well and by this i mean adjustments to the defense because as we talked about with edwards he's a guy that can be a rhythm passer Yes, he does get outside the pocket and extend with his legs. That's his strength. He can keep the play alive even in the face of pass rush. But understand this. When you look at that overall, it's not about Edwards' escapability. It's about the fact that this is an offense that's a rhythm offense more so. And then they dial up a deep shot here or there. Think Western Michigan last week. They have an RPO heavy offense. So you are going against a team that couldn't very well employ a similar strategy to what Western Michigan did. Now, is Edwards the accurate quarterback that Ellaby was? Absolutely not. Not even close. It's not even close between those two. Ellaby is miles better. Ellaby is more efficient. He's, quite frankly, a better processor. And he might even be a touch faster. But that should not dissuade you from making these adjustments even against New Hampshire. So make the adjustments necessary, and what is that? Play up a little bit in the slot. Don't give them 10 yards of cushion every time because you're giving them a two-way go and you're playing outside leverage every time, and no wonder that they're beating you inside on the slant every time. You're not adjusting to anything. So overall, make these adjustments, right? Bring in some schematic stuff. Make your personnel used better. Like, use the personnel right. Blitzing John Patrician out of the slot is not what you want to do when he's eight yards away, and then you drop Haba, your best pass rusher potentially, into coverage. 
This is not stuff you want to do. Now, the creeper pressures are cool and all, but you have to have better situational play calling defensively, and you have to make the right adjustments and know when to use them at the same time. So this is something that you want to see, just an improvement on defense. You know, and, and offensively, it's really simple. The center snap exchange has to be clean. And, and, you know, that's something that I think we take for granted a lot. Just getting the ball to the quarterback is something that needs to be done. And it's actually something that Pitt has not done well this season. There have been a few bad snaps by Drexel to both Patty and Pickett. So this is absolutely huge. They had two botched snaps last week against Western Michigan. One went over Patty's head against UMass. So you're telling me they need these botched snaps to get out of here. They have to clean up that mess. The botched snaps need to go. They need to be replaced with clean snaps and just let the play go because this offense is is humming. Those are drop killers losing 10, 12 yards, even more on some of these. Or turning the ball over and making the defense go 10 yards. I mean, they have to defend their, pretty much their own end zone already by the time they take over. So that's another key. You know, in, in a matchup you want to really watch in, in this one is that Panthers D-line versus that Wildcats offensive line. Because the Wildcats offensive line did not impress me when I watched them. They were letting guys shoot in the gaps, multiple points of penetration. I think the defensive line can make their presence felt, but it's going to rely on those back-end adjustments, as we said. So, the Panthers need to make those adjustments and feel more at home without just getting sliced and diced in the middle of the field on slant routes. So this is absolutely vital for the Panthers if they really just want to continue the growth and success that they've talked about that they want to do. It's absolutely vital for them. Another matchup. I don't think that New Hampshire's cornerbacks can keep up with the speed Pitt's receivers have. They haven't faced a, a team that's as fast as Pitt. Naturally, it's a Power 5 team. They haven't faced Jordan Addison, Jalen Barden. They haven't faced someone as big and as physical as Jared Wayne, who's super solid. They haven't faced a guy that can be as shifty as Melquise Stovall. They haven't faced a tight end like Lucas Kroll. So, you exploit that in the secondary. Continue to be explosive. Continue to throw the football. You don't need to run the football. You really don't. You know, maybe you want to energize that at times to close the game out and all of that. Outside of that, man, you really shouldn't be running the football much. Not against New Hampshire. Their, their strength is their front. Their strength is their front. It's a veteran front. It's a good run defense team. It's a team that really thrives off stopping the run and forcing you to go one-dimensional. It just so happens the Panthers' strength is throwing the football anyways. So just let Kenny cook. Just let him cook. And then the last thing, you, the key that you really want to look at, just overall on this team, the motivation of coming of overcoming adversity, how do they look body language-wise? How do they come out and look after a loss to a MAC team that came into their house, punched them in the mouth, and beat them at home? How do they respond? If they respond well and start off fast, get hit the gas pedal and run New Hampshire out of this place, it's a job well done. That's how they should respond to a loss like that. They should be mad. They shouldn't be angry. They should want to come out and pound the next opponent. Make a statement. Make a statement before you go to Atlanta. That's the other key. Play with fire. Come out here. Punch New Hampshire in the mouth. Alright folks. 
I want to also give my prediction of this game, what I think Pitt's going to do, and overall, what I just think Pitt needs to do overall to really satisfy the requirements of what I just listed. However, before I do that, folks, make sure to check out Sweat Block. Sweat Block wipes, they work up to seven days per use, and guess what? They have a dry shirt guarantee. These will make sure you don't sweat at all. So if you have a special event you need to go to, you won't sweat. You won't smell. If sweat block does not keep you dry, guess what? You get your money back on that dry shirt guarantee. So it is a nice product. It's featured and tested on the Rachel Ratio by Firefighters. It's currently the number one Amazon antiperspirant. It's your secret to confidence. You can wear what you want to wear. You can throw it in your toiletry bag. For whatever you need. So if you know someone that just sweats profusely wherever they go, make sure to get Sweatblock today. 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Alright, folks, make sure to check out betonline.ag. All the great props for pro and college football are on betonline.ag this season. With a new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests, it continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Again, that's N- that's promo code NFL100 when you sign up. So from football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. It's just about prediction time here for Pitt's game against New Hampshire. But before we do that, just want to espouse a few things about Pitt overall. Talked about the keys to the game. Talked about the matchups. What can we learn from this game overall? It's just against New Hampshire it's a ranked FCS team, so it's not a complete cupcake. It's not like they're playing the worst team in the CAA or the worst team in the Ohio Valley. They're not playing the worst team in the league. So this could actually give you some insight of just things you can do. And I like that they're going up against another RPO-heavy team. So we're going to see what type of adjustments they make. So what can we learn from this game? We can learn what adjustments they're planning to make, how they plan to attack these weaknesses that Western Michigan exposed because trust me folks teams are going to notice this Sam Howell's going to notice this DJ Uyagale is going to notice this Derek King's going to notice this stuff so how do they plan to attack these things how do they plan to do that we're going to learn that we're going to learn how hard-headed this team how tough this team is how much this team's going to buy into what Pat Narduzzi's selling now we're going to learn personnel things who's going to be that safety is it going to be Eric Hallett? Is it going to be Rashad Battle? Do we see J. Devonshire in there more? Do we see some P.J. O'Brien? Who do we see? We're going to learn a lot of big things this week, even though it's just New Hampshire. 
it's a very critical game to be quite honest with you in terms of learning things because you learn so much about that defense you learn so much about the resilience that the team will have you learn about the personnel changes you learn about the schematic changes they're going to try and do all of that is huge when you are looking at what Pitt needs to do to win more games in the future and have that 8-9 win season frankly the 9-10 win season that you want this year that is huge for Pitt and that's how you frankly learn this stuff so a game against west a game against western michigan where you get punched in the mouth and then you have a game against new hampshire where you can at least adjust some of those things that you struggled with against the broncos very very important that Pitt does that very important that they change things up before they go to atlanta again i don't i, I think georgia tech matches up pretty horribly against them I'll, we'll talk about that next week obviously a little bit more but you also would love to see Pitt just take this one legitimately seriously, come in full force at it, and really give New Hampshire just everything they have and more than they can handle. That's what you want to see from a Pitt team coming off a bad loss to, to West Michigan, and that's what you want to see from Pat Narduzzi as, he's, as his seat is starting to heat up. You have to have some urgency to this team, to this room, to this defense, to everything around that building. There has to be some type of urgency. There has to be some type of fire under everybody's butts. That has to be the common message. It's been said that's the message. Now you need to see that in action on the football field. Focus, discipline, play a good game of football, and everyone will be feeling good about your chances going into Atlanta and then hopefully feeling good about going to Blacksburg. On the 16th of October. Alright, so predictions for this game. You know, I'm not going to be completely rosy colored here. I think Pitt's going to come out and be a little bit sloppy. Think of the think the first half of the UMass game. You know, they, they started a little bit slow. Kind of staggered along. UMass didn't get anything on offense. And I don't think New Hampshire's going to get much on offense either. I think we will see Pitt make a few adjustments that'll work. I don't think Edwards is going to threaten them a ton. I think overall... This team is going to come out and win this game rather convincingly. I'm going to go 48-14. to 14. That's what I'll go with. Because, again, I think there will be some lackadaisicalness. Maybe going into the half, you know, it's maybe 21 nothing or 17 nothing or something like that where you might want more separation or you might want them to come out and be this hot shot team that has the fiery start. And you certainly would like that after the loss. But there's no guarantee it happens. And I do think Pitt tends to have a little bit of sloppiness in these games where they might be, you know, looking over their shoulder. Granted, there's no looking ahead this week. After that loss, there's no reason to look ahead towards ACC play. In fact, this should be a tune-up game to get everything fine-tuned. This should be a detail-oriented game. And you hope, I hope I'm wrong when I say that, the details are still rough around the edges. But I, I feel that they will be. And I don't feel like we're going to see a, super disciplined team that comes out and looks clean and looks ready to take on the, the superstars of the world out there. I, I don't think we see that team. But again, I think Pitt wins. I think they cover the spread. I think Pitt looks pretty good in this game. I just don't see New Hampshire stopping this offense. And I think Pitt's defense is not going to get carved up in any way uh, like they did last week by Western Michigan because Western Michigan had a trio of NFL prospects. That is not the same for New Hampshire. Straight up. They don't have a Hendon Hooker type either. This should be a team that Pitt should handle pretty 
handily. Alright folks, before we go, I want to make sure you guys check out the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling. If you want daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day, make sure to follow the Locked On Bets podcast. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Alright folks, thanks for listening and hail to Pitt.